0: Now, fight back with Libby's Nimer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Here is your guest host, Jane Brown.
1: Well, you might be surprised to find out just how much your pharmacists know and how much information he or she should and can pass along to you to help manage your medications or know when you need to see your doctor. Not to mention vaccinations and help to quit smoking. Just a few of the ways your pharmacist can help you maintain your best health health. And joining me in studio now is pharmacist John Papasturgio from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. John, how are you?
2: Good. Good to see you. Yeah,
1: good to see you as well. Uh, And I want to give out the phone numbers. If you have any medical questions, medication questions, you're not sure whether you need to make an appointment to see your doctor or if stopping by your pharmacist is a good idea, some symptoms that have maybe been bothering you, 416-360-0740, toll free Three one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. I guess we'll start with the basics of of. What kind of education pharmacists bring to the medical community? What's yeah, it's involved? A, it's
2: a great, uh, great uh, question. I mean, I graduated uh, in two thousand and two, and the scope of practice back then for pharmacists was very different. I mean, we were able to uh, essentially fill prescriptions, answer questions, make sure the patient was getting the right drug at the right dose. But beyond that, we didn't really have any additional scope. Um, you know, flash forward now, and pharmacists across the country are able to do a lot of different things. If we look at uh, you. Ontario specifically, Uh, we're able to do things, like you said, immunizations, uh, uh, initiate therapy for things like smoking cessation. We're able to uh, adapt prescriptions, uh, change uh, the dose if necessary, renew and extend prescriptions. So the scope is... Moving very, very quickly. And I think the idea behind it is hey, we have these highly trained healthcare providers that are available in our community and they were being underutilized. So I think, uh, you know, uh, in the long run, this should, uh, you know, help with the burden that, uh, you know, the existing healthcare system is currently facing.
1: And one of those areas is with vaccinations, injections, the injections you can now get at your pharmacy, which, as you said, when you graduated in 2002, you had to go to your doctor's office. You had to
2: go to your doctor. And this this has been a big uh, win for. Pharmacy, I think. So if you uh, look at Ontario, uh, guess how many prescri- uh, immunizations we've done in Ontario? I, I, any idea? No one really thinks about the magnitude, but we've, we've done over a million uh, this year. It's at 1.3, I think, flu Well, shots it just shows you
1: the convenience of going to your pharmacy rather than making an appointment at your doctor.
2: Sure, and that's what it is. It's convenience, accessibility. Uh, you could come in uh, without making an appointment. You could come in at midnight in my store and get a flu shot if you want. I mean, and people do that. It's uh, whenever they're free. Uh, it's Historically, you'd have to take kind of half a day off work go to your doctor wait there I mean it was uh, I think in my opinion kind of a waste of resources uh, and it's been very very successful and the reality is it's just getting going I think there's still a lack of awareness out there amongst patients uh, uh, many still uh, uh, aren't aware that hey I could get this service in a pharmacy so we're trying to promote it as much as we can this was the best flu season uh, to date I think next year will be even better and the reality is in Ontario uh, it's even more than flu now we're able to do 13 other disease states as well. So you could come in and get your shingles vaccine done in a pharmacy if you want. You could get, if you're traveling, uh, uh, your travel vaccinations, pneumococcal max vaccine. I mean, these are all uh, vaccines now that uh, you could do. Some require prescription, others don't, but uh, you could get them done in your pharmacy.
1: Uh, well, and that's when you come in and ask the question too, do I need to see my doctor to get the the travel injection?
2: Yeah, and absolutely. And I find most physicians, I mean, if I've got you there in my pharmacy and I know you're traveling somewhere and time Sometimes with these vaccines, it's important the timing of them. If I uh, give a quick call to the office or send them a fax, they're not going to say no. Don't vaccinate the patient. I mean, unless there's some contraindication. So, we find we're collaborating very well with the physicians. I think uh, they also realize now that hey, this is uh, uh, easing the burden on us, so they can focus on their more chronic, uh, you know, patients that have more serious underlying conditions. And it's it's uh, when I think of like the big home run in pharmacy, it's been immunization, and uh, it's something now that I think countries in other parts of the world. I've had the opportunity to speak globally about the experience here in Ontario because we've done so well with it. Uh, they're starting to try to copy it in some other countries. So hopefully pharmacists worldwide get to do this as well.
1: And it seems as though we didn't hear as much about the flu this year. And you wonder if there is a correlation between access to flu shots and the reduced amount of flu.
2: So we're starting to get a little bit of data now showing that uh, um, when pharmacists vaccinate in those jurisdictions that they vaccinate, the uh, the coverage rates or the, the, the percentage of the population that gets immunized is higher. So when we know when that happens, obviously, you're going to have better protection in the population. I think this year was a little bit, we didn't get hit hard either. I mean, there was kind of a burst where there was quite a bit of flu circulating and it just disappeared. So the season as a whole was okay as well. But yeah, I mean, that's the ultimate goal. Let's get, you know, as many of our high-risk patients uh, uh, vaccinated as we can. And then, you know, everyone else, if if we could get them as well.
1: Let's get to your questions. 416-360-0740. Toll-free 866 744 740 for our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, John Papasturgio. We'll begin with Peter in Thornhill. Hi, Peter. Hi, how are you? Fine, thanks. What's your question?
3: Well, I'm regularly prescribed a narcotic from my doctor, and each and every time I go to the pharmacist, I'm having to jump through hoops, and it's usually the pharmacist assistant that is asking me why I'm taking the medication and why it's dispensed this way. And you know there are people behind me waiting, and it becomes somewhat embarrassing for me. And the pharmacist is busy, you know, uh, filling orders and what have you. And I, I don't know if he's delegated that responsibility to the pharmacist assistant, but you know, there's some privacy here. You know, my doctor's prescribed it. It's not as if it's a, you know, I don't have a prescription for it, and you know.
2: Yeah. That's I don't, a- it's a good, uh, good question and a good point. Is it do you go to the same pharmacy all the time, or do you find you move around a little bit? or
3: No, I, I do go to the same pharmacy, but unfortunately, you know, this, there, there's a turnaround on the staff.
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, the issue with narcotics now is uh, uh, we have to adjudicate any narcotic prescription in Ontario through the narcotic monitoring system. It's uh, a system that was put in place by the government. I'm wondering if uh, uh, they're confused with that. somehow. I don't know the exact issue, obviously, but the reality is you shouldn't have that much trouble getting the prescription filled, especially if you're going to the same place because they've got your history there. So and, what
1: do you recommend he do?
2: Um, <laughs> you know, the short answer is if you're not getting uh, good service there, change your farm Pharmacy, maybe speak to the pharmacist uh, next time you have some time, and, and uh, you know, uh, you know, voice your concerns because you're right. There, I mean, they shouldn't be having these conversations uh, around sensitive issues uh, in an open air where the right. people behind you could hear. I mean, we we try to do our best to avoid uh, that. But uh, you know, Peter, uh, you know, for people that are taking pain medications, they're in pain. It's the last thing you want to do is uh, have them wait unnecessarily. Uh, make them jump through hoops okay. to fill their prescriptions especially legitimate prescriptions with yeah, narcotics then, there's always that you know we have to be a little bit extra careful because there is also quite a bit of fraud uh, with narcotics and we watch for that but if you have a profile with them this is surprising me a little bit
3: yeah and and, and and man i just add it says right on the prescription that i have to show identification and sign for it i'm yet to sign for anything or they don't even ask me for identification
2: yeah, they should. They should hey? Like that's that's an important part of a uh, narcotic monitoring system as well. Yeah, I'd say if, I, I find that's odd what's going on <laughs> uh, with this pharmacy. Uh, if you're not happy, speak to the pharmacist. If they don't resolve it, change pharmacies. You shouldn't be going through that just no. to fill a prescription. It okay. doesn't seem right to me at all.
1: Thank you, Peter. Uh,
2: thank you. Bye-bye.
1: And, and just as a follow-up question to Peter, can you make a phone call to your pharmacy and set up an appointment with your pharmacist Absolutely. so you don't have to be asking about that at the counter?
2: Absolutely. And that's one of the other uh, great services we offer now. I mean, you can always do that, regardless if you're using the Ontario Medication Review Program. But there is a program now for any uh, person in Ontario that's on three or more chronic medications. You could actually put aside time to speak to your pharmacist, the pharmacy gets reimbursed for that and have a comprehensive review of your medication. Take the opportunity to see, hey, is this stuff uh, stuff I still need to be on? Is there an opportunity to, to deprescribe, like get rid of some of these things? And really clean up your profile. Uh, make sure you're on the best possible combination of drugs. Look for drug interactions and all these other things that we're able to do. But that what, what, what the medication review does, it gives the pharmacist the time. To actually, you know, sit down with you and have that discussion, and we do quite a few of them. And I find our patients, especially those on multiple medications, uh, they value it. And you'd be surprised how many issues we find when we go this: uh, duplicate therapies, uh, drug interactions, things that maybe wouldn't have been caught otherwise.
1: Uh, there's that commercial that's out where the guy's lined up and he's making a big fuss about how he wants Viagra branded yeah. Viagra. And I think that is the exact opposite of the way most people approach their pharmacists. They want to have a private conversation. Absolutely. They're not announcing their medication
2: to the people behind them. No, and, and many people, you know, are, are on, uh, you know, medications for maybe potentially sensitive issues. All Every pharmacy in Ontario has a private counseling room, and they're quite nice now. We're spending a lot of time and money making these consultation areas quite nice because we give immunizations as well. So right. you you want a, an area that's private to have these uh, type of discussions. Uh, some of our newer uh, pharmacies even have two now because of the amount of traffic we're seeing with people that have questions or getting uh, things done at the pharmacy. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. You should shouldn't be having these conversations out in the aisle or, uh, you know, with people uh, in a group and you'd be, you'd be surprised sometimes. Like, patients behind will just jump in if they're over they'll they'll be hearing the conversation they'll, they'll give their opinion and i've had that happen so many times i've learned my lesson now everything's in the counseling room right? yes
1: good idea 416-360-0740 toll free 1-866-744-740 questions for our pharmacist john papasturgio from the ontario Pharmacists association john sure. in toronto go ahead you're on zoomer radio
4: yeah hi um i was um, i agree with the. Uh, uh, or listening to Peter. And um, I'm gonna be turning 65 in the next month. And um, I'm just curious about a a drug called uh, Lorazepam, which uh, they prescribed to me um, about eight years ago uh, for anxiety and and, uh, a few other things, because I had a stroke. But uh, I'm wondering um, why it's controlled substance somehow, i got to keep seeing the doctor to get it.
2: Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, lorazepam, the brand name is Ativan, it become, belongs to a group of uh, drugs called the benzodiazepines. So they can be abused, and that's why they've fall they fallen under that. So there's a, a group of drugs called the narcotics, and then the control drugs are non-narcotic kind of uh, medications that we have to take a little bit more, I guess, uh, we have to be a little bit more careful when dispensing them, and that's kind of the class that the benzos fall under. Uh, generally, they're very common medications, but some of them, most common that we actually fill in pharmacies. So uh, although the rules are a little bit tighter, I think we're used to dispensing them. And you should be having uh, a ton of issues filling that prescription outside of the fact they may ask you for ID if you send someone else to pick it up for you, for example. But generally, uh, uh, it shouldn't be be a huge hassle for you.
1: Okay, John?
4: Well, um, I have uh, moved uh, a couple of years ago, and then I'd run out, and I went to another doctor, (laughs) Uh, which is attached to a pharmacy, you know, in the uh, East End. And uh, I asked for a renewal, and I was accused of, uh, I think he said, double dipping of oh, this uh, yeah. um, uh, item. And I said, Well, I've been prescribed this for <laughs> like um, eight years now, you know, or, or six at that time. <laughs> and uh, so it, that was a problem at the time.
2: Uh, encounter that, those sort of Well, yeah, or? I mean, it's something that happened. This is the issue. It's, uh, there's a lot of diversion right now, uh, you know, with opioids, benzos, and it's making it more difficult for the people that want to use the medications regularly, safely, the the ones that have legitimate prescriptions. Unfortunately, these rules are put in place to try to uh, handle all this, this other stuff going on, and it's making it sometimes more challenging for you. you got to think of the, the, the situation the walk-in docs are put in. People walk in all the time asking for opioids benzos there's even signs now in many of the walk-in clinics in Toronto East where I practice that it says we don't dispense narcs or or benzos right because the reality is these walk-in docs don't always have your whole history Fortunately, in Ontario, we don't have like an e-health system where we could see exactly, uh, you know, what patients are taking. And, uh, and, and they're being put in difficult situations, right? And that's uh, the unfortunate challenge. So the best thing I could tell you is use one pharmacy, one doctorate. They've got your patient record. If you run out... Your pharmacists, if they know you, they're going to help you. Make sure you get a few pills until we uh, are able to get you another script. Yeah. But when yeah, you're walking sometimes. into Ratham Pharmacies, it's almost impossible. Okay, to do John, that.
1: we have to yeah. move on, but we thank you All for your right. call. But
2: thanks very much.
1: And your calls are also welcome here after the break. If you have any questions about your medication, maybe you're running into some issues where you're thinking, perhaps this is not the medication for me and you're wondering whether there is another medication that could treat your symptoms, those kinds of questions as well. Always a hot-button issue when we have our pharmacists in. Uh, Smoking cessation programs, how to quit smoking. Your pharmacist can help you with that. So we will discuss that and more with John Papasturgio coming up in just a moment. 416-360-0740. Toll-free, 1-866-740-4740.
0: Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Here is your guest host, Jane Brown.
1: Today, John Papasturgio is with us, taking your calls, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. Helen in Oakville, go ahead, your question.
4: Oh, Hi. Um, I was taking um, Prevacid and uh, I was taken off it uh, because I was told it wasn't good for the heart. My doctor put me on something called Mylan and I find it's not doing the job. Uh, He didn't want to up the dosage. He said it wasn't safe. Is there anything uh, else I can
2: take? Absolutely. So Myland is uh, the company name, so it would have been Myland something. But irregardless, it was probably an alternative to Prevacid. The good thing is in this class, so uh, uh, these drugs uh, are essentially antacids. They reduce acid production in your stomach. Yes. There is uh, tons of them. And even more effective than the Prevacid or, those, or the related drugs are a group of drugs called the PPIs or proton pump inhibitors. Uh, Nexium belongs in that class, Losec. Um, They work really, really well. They're safe to take. I would uh, suggest, if you're not getting the relief, ask to go on one of those. Um, Again, that
4: was... PPI.
2: Yeah, PPI. Yeah, if you just ask for a PPI, uh, um, you know uh, your doctor could prescribe it. There actually now there's uh, LOSEC is available over the counter. It's kept behind the counter, but it's available. So you could, if you want to do a quick trial of it, just ask your pharmacist. Uh, they could give you like a two week supply. See how it goes. Oh, actually, uh, the good thing is it's you know it's probably covered by your drug plan. So if you get a prescription, you'll get it covered. Now that was spelled B O, no, like B P- like Bob. P is in Peter. Oh, PPI. Yeah. Okay,
4: PPI. Yeah.
0: Remember PPI.
2: That. Yeah, that should help. Try that. I think you'll, oh, you'll find it'll work. Okay. Good luck,
1: Helen. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling Have in. Have a great day. You too. Bye. And let's address uh, the smoking cessation. And uh, for those, I mean, typically we. Tend to talk about this more at the beginning of the year because it's a New Year's resolution for a lot of people. Uh, but at any given time, people are quitting smoking and are looking for any kind of help or new ideas if they've tried before.
2: Sure, yeah, and there's uh, this is one of our, our you know uh, new pieces of scope as well. So pharmacists now in Ontario are, are able to prescribe uh, uh, therapies for smoking cessation. So historical prescription therapies are now your pharmacist could write a prescription for them uh, if you're thinking of quitting which has just opened up the number of tools that are available for your community pharmacist uh... generally you know uh, if you're thinking about quitting, go in, talk to your pharmacist. They'll help you decide, uh, you know, whether to try an over-the-counter pro- product like the Nicorette patches or gums or, or whatnot. And then there's, uh, you know, what is my favorite is Champex. It's a normal medication. It's prescribed, but it works very, very well. Um, but you got to take it uh, as prescribed, and you got to be committed to quitting. I mean, it's not a magic pill that you, you start, and all of a sudden you're never going to have an urge to smoke again. Uh, there is in Ontario also a Smoking Cessation Pro, program that uh, eligible patients could work with their pharmacists it's like over a 12-week course generally uh, with a lot of follow-ups designed uh, uh, into the program Uh, we've had a lot of success with uh, patients quitting if they engage in that program so pharmacists uh, are well trained in this area they're there to help the reality is it's up to the patient to kind of make that first step go talk to them and uh, we'll navigate you through the process uh all the work that's been done across, you know, Canada with respect to smoking cessation, we haven't been able to lower the number, you know, the number of patients that are smoking. So, uh, we were hoping that getting pharmacists more involved would help uh, target that number. But it seems we're still at eighteen percent in the province, and it hasn't eighteen you
1: know, percent of people in Ontario yeah, yeah,
2: still smoke. Yeah, it's a big, big number. It came down over the last like fifty years dramatically, but the last ten is like. We haven't been able to touch that, and you'd be. Su- I, I'm always surprised that the number still—it's still very high. Uh, the programs are out there. We know it's the single uh, most important thing you could do for your health. Really, is uh, stop smoking. So, if it's something you're considering, even if you're, uh, you know, an infrequent smoker, go and talk to your pharmacist. We have tools available, and we could get you to quit
1: do do you get any kind of feedback from your customers as to whether what you've suggested to help them quit smoking whether it's worked or do they come back frustrated and look for option number two uh, how does that process yeah, there's work a bit
2: of that right and that's why the the program has follow-ups built into it so we try to follow up uh, at the beginning more frequently like uh, you know every week or so and then we space it out but the reality is it's very normal to get placed on these therapies and and have these uh, you know the urge to smoke is still there and then you have the slips where you may smoke uh, in between and you think oh I failed Uh, you didn't really fail that's part of the quitting process so the reality is how do we work through that pharmacist is there to help sometimes it takes changing therapy I find sometimes patients will be put on something they don't like how it makes them feel they feel it's having side effects we'll try something else Uh, the reality is there's some evidence now to suggest if you combine um, like the nicotine replacement products like the patches or the gums with Champex. It works even better, so we're, we're advising patients try that now as a first step. Uh, it is a process, though. It's very rare that I have someone that just quits overnight and they never have an urge to smoke again, especially if you've been smoking for a while. So being able to stick uh, with it pharmacists. Obviously, there is a resource we could get you there, but uh, sometimes it takes a little bit of work.
1: It's Jane for Libby and our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, John Papasturgio. Taking your calls, 416-360-0740 or 1-866-744-740. Chronic disease management. Uh, This is one area where pharmacists are involved with patients, and uh, my perception of chronic disease management is that you don't have to go to your doctor as often if you're getting assistance from your pharmacist to make sure you're
2: on the proper medication to control your disease. Absolutely. It's a big part of what we do now, engaging patients to, to be more involved in their own care, acting as a resource for them. Uh, the reality is most of our patients that are have multiple chronic diseases, they're on a lot of medications. They may be on 10, 12 medications. So... How do we make that as easy as possible for them? How do we ensure that those uh, medications are the most appropriate and there aren't interactions and whatnot? So spending time with your pharmacist to do that, I think, uh, really helps. And then making sure we have some set goals. So if you have diabetes or hypertension or dyslipidemia. You know, what's expected with respect to levels and targets? Because it's one thing to take your medication, but if you're not meeting your targets, the reality is you're not going to get those good clinical outcomes down the line. And what we're trying to do is prevent things like Heart attack, stroke, uh, uh, and uh, uh, you know, once you have something like that happen, then it becomes a whole different story. So, uh, spending a lot of time on preme- uh, prevention, wellness programs in the pharmacy. Like I've just got this new technology uh, called the Health Tap. You could actually come into my pharmacy with a uh, you know a drop of uh, uh, a finger prick of blood. We're actually able to do a whole gamut of tests, so lipid profile, LFTs, uh, blood sugar, and uh, it's a really kind of patient friendly. Uh, tool and it helps guide our patients that have these chronic diseases. We say, hey, come back in a month. We'll do it again. Let's see if the medication worked. If it's not working, do we have to adjust the doses? And we have that ability in pharmacy to do that as well now, change doses. It's part of our scope. So, I mean, we're moving along slowly. It's taken a while and, uh, you know, awareness is always the biggest challenge. Getting the patients used to coming to the pharmacist to ask for these services because we do a lot more than just dispense those medications. Just
1: now. a couple of minutes left and a couple of calls. We'll try to squeeze them in. Sandra and Burlington go ahead
4: yes hello I was calling uh,
1: regarding when you go into a pharmacy with a prescription or you already have a prescription there and the product is not available
2: Good question. It could be, uh, you know, it could be for a number of reasons. One, it could be that drug is not available just because it's backordered, like the manufacturer can't supply it. That's yeah. happening, and it's happening actually more frequently now. It's unfortunately, been backordered
1: with some for four months.
2: Yeah, so that's uh, we're seeing that with some specific drugs, and I think we're going to see more of it. Unfortunately, Sandra, because uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of the drug reform that's hit Ontario. Generic prices have gone to to as low as ten percent of the brand, and it is affecting availability of certain drugs. And this This is a story that, you know, hasn't uh, uh, made the media, I think, in the mainstream yet. But I I think uh, people are coming in and noticing that, that, hey, this drug isn't available. Why has it been on back orders so long? And as we push these prices down and down, I think some of the manufacturers are saying, hey, maybe I'm not going to make this drug anymore because it's not worth it. So I think we have to keep our eye on that. Lucky thing is generally for most medications there are alternatives, either different manufacturers or drugs that are very uh, similar therapeutically. So if you're finding the problem has uh, been four months, that's pretty long. Talk to your pharmacist because if it's something that is going to continue to remain on back order, we better get you on something else.
1: Thanks, Sandra. Let's go to Sandy in Cambridge. You're our last call. Sandy, you have uh, one minute here with, okay. our, with John Papasturgio.
2: Yes,
4: I'm on uh, 60 milligrams of Cymbalta. We're starting the osteoarthritis. Is it possible I can still take my uh, glucosamine
2: with it? Absolutely. The only thing I would say is try to separate it. Don't take it at the same time. The challenge with glucosamine is it's one of these sticky molecules. So when you take certain prescription drugs with it, it binds them, especially drugs like thyroid medications or whatnot, and it can affect how well the other medication works. Cymbalta, generally not a huge concern, but my advice for anyone that takes glucosamine, it does work well for a mild to moderate osteoarthritis. Just don't take it at the exact same time as your other, other medications, and you should be okay.
1: okay. Thank you very, very much. No problem. Thank saying. you for your question. John, yeah. it was nice to see you, and uh, we'll see you again if, next time. Yeah, see you soon. Okay. Our Bye-bye. Ontario Pharmacists Association. Trusted contributors are here every Thursday, 1230 to 1 on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Thanks to producer Michelle Saunders, technical producer Mirna Trogrilich, and don't forget, tomorrow is free for all Friday. You set the agenda. You decide the time.